The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Hello, sunshine, and welcome to She Was the Fire. It's time to stop dancing in the dark. Let's start your fire and ignite your spark. I'm Courtney Mangan, and welcome to episode 24. So today's episode, I realized I've never spoken about on this podcast, so I think it's overdue. I've never really talked about in depth what I do on a daily basis with my job slash career. So that's what I'm going to touch on today and do a bit of a deep dive on sort of a day in a life kind of stuff. So it was requested from you guys. I thought, you know what? That's weird that I haven't done that. So that's what we're doing today. Okay. So let's talk about what I've been up to lately. So I just want to make it clear because it could be a little bit confusing. I recorded this episode that I'm about to, like you're about to hear my day in a life kind of stuff. I recorded that a week or so ago. And now I'm recording what I've been up to a week later. So some of the stuff I talk about is me planning for a James Cosmetics shoot. But now when I'm telling you what I've actually been up to, that has already happened. So the rest of the episode is in the past. Right now, what you're hearing is in the present. I'm recording this as of Friday, the 23rd of October. So this is what I've been up to currently for this week. So wow, this week has been a bloody big one. So on Sunday, what I did was I... Actually, this is going live on Tuesday. I'm recording this on a Friday. So last Sunday, what I did was my uh, shoot for my website for my stationary launch. So it was Aaron Lang and Belinda who helped me. And we did something like 18 different looks, 11 locations. Like it was insane. We did 4,000 photos. Um, And so Aaron was a trooper. He edited all those for me really quickly. And we did some video content as well, some little like reels and TikToks, some GIFs. So it's going to be really cute once it's all done. I'm very excited to see the end result. I've seen the photos now and they look so good. So I'm really happy with it. So that stuff will go on the website. And it's also, you know, photos of the product so that you guys can see what you're purchasing, not just like me showing you an Insta story. It's like professional photos. And then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was on site uh, being creative director for James cosmetics for one of them was a campaign shoot on Tuesday and then Monday, Wednesday was just beauty photos for our website. So we're changing the website a little bit for James Cosmetics, just updating, freshening up the photos, making them a little bit more modern. And then um, so that'll go live a bit later in the year once we've edited all of those up and we'll make a few other changes. And then for the Tuesday shoot, it was a whole campaign that we did that we've been planning for quite some time now. A lot of moving pieces, a lot went into this. It was pretty ambitious for us to think to do it all in three days, but we just wanted to get it all like over and done with, bang it out. It was um, coming down to the wire, I would say. So we had to sort of get it all done. And yeah, it was really great. The photos have turned out beautiful. I can't wait to see like the fully edited images. I've been spending hours and hours and hours going over images. There's so many to choose from, trying to pick the right ones. So basically every single night this week, I've just been looking at photos on my laptop at home. And it's like my eyes feel, I feel like I'm a little bit blind at the minute. Um, So yeah, it's just been long days starting at 7.30 to be there when the hairdresser and the makeup artist start. And then, you know, long days through till like 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock for the end of the shoot. It's a lot of standing on your feet. So I'm pretty wrecked, to be honest. It was straight after immunotherapy on Friday. So it's the week straight away. um, And I'm already pretty tired and my joints always hurt after immunotherapy. So it's been a bit of a rough one, but got to hustle to make everything happen. So I think once I sit down and rest, it'll be like, you know, when you get sick, 
the minute you rest. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen, but I don't have time to rest for a few weeks. So that's all right. I'll rest then. Maybe in December I'll have the flu. (laughs) Anyway, I think that's pretty much it. The only thing I do want to say is this. The launch is coming really, really, really soon. I just don't want to give the date just this minute because there are just a couple of moving pieces that I just need to lock in that are external to me that if they don't happen in time, I can't launch on the date that I wanted to. So that's why I just don't want to give a date yet. But if everything goes to plan, by the time you're hearing this episode, it will be very soon. So just like get ready, okay, (laughs) because it's coming. Um, And yeah, so as I said, it's coming in November, but I don't want to give a specific date yet, but make sure that you follow me over at Courtney Mangan Co to see all the updates, or you can subscribe to my newsletter on CourtneyMangan.com.au and you'll be the first to know over there. But it's very soon. I'm just scared to say any dates out loud. You don't want to jinx it. And also just a few things that I have to lock away just to make sure. But all the moving pieces are starting to really happen now that I've got the photos, the prints are all here. I'm so happy with how they turned out. I'm just super excited. So there's just some sort of like um, technical stuff with the invoicing and the postage and that kind of stuff that I'm just trying to finalize. So once that's kind of done, it'll just be me then frantically trying to update what my Instagram is going to look like. What's my marketing strategy is sending out the influencer stuff, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I will release a date soon. It's coming. It is coming. I'll stop talking about it and it'll be here in a bit. All right, enough of that. Let's kick off with today's fire starter. And it's just a song that I love. Hella good by no doubt. You know, you got me feeling hella good, so let's just keep on dancing. Now the ears are bleeding. Let's move on. (laughs) I just love that song because it's just got such an amazing bass to it. It just makes you really feel like you want to move and sing along and it just makes you feel hella good, you know? All right, let's ignite today's topic, a week in the life. So I've said like a day in the life, a week in life. Not really sure what I'm even calling this episode yet. I'll have to think about it afterwards. But I can't really do a day in the life because every day for me is something so different. When you own so many different businesses and there's so many different moving puzzle pieces, it's kind of hard to just say that I do the same thing every day. So I'm just going to sort of mix it up and just take you through a bunch of different things that I do. So let's be a little bit more specific with the businesses that I own and work in. So number one, and that was the first business is Spin & Co. And it started just over eight years ago. And I'm not sure if I've gone into this story before, but long story short, Sam and I, my brother, own it together and we're obsessed with the TV show West Wing. We had a few opportunities come at us to work at a... uh, work on a Merrill campaign. And because of our love for the West Wing, we sort of jumped at that at a young age because we were like, oh, it's like a presidency campaign. Um, And we jumped at that. And through that, we did a bunch of networking. And then we decided to start Spin & Co. Now, Spin & Co. at that time was a PR agency. I had just graduated with a Bachelor of Communications, majoring in marketing and PR. And Sam was doing his, or he just graduated with his law degree. So, Although he didn't have any experience in that, Sam's skill set was in networking. And so we had made all of these relationships with people through the campaign trail that Sam thought, why don't we start our own business in PR? So I never worked for anybody else in PR. So I pretty much went straight from uni with that degree straight into this business. I worked in other jobs, obviously, but not utilizing my actual degree. So this was the first time I'd done that. So I'd never done like any internships or anything like that. I'd never, I didn't know what other PR agencies were about, what they were like. So we basically started with just a clean slate. We didn't have any ideas of what anything was because neither of us had been involved with it before. So we just thought, 
what we want to do is help clients get their name out there. Let's do that. And that's basically how Spin & Co started. And Sam started it pretty much on his own initially. And he quit his job and worked on that by himself. And then we were were in a position for me to be able to quit my full-time job. I then left and started working in the business. And so I think I worked for about three months without having a single wage. I didn't have any money come in. So I had basically saved for two years before that in order to be in a position to quit my job so that I could sort of still fund my life whilst working in a business that I wasn't going to make very much money and if I did make any money. So that's kind of how that all started. And as I said, that was about eight years ago. Now Spin & Co has morphed into something a lot different. So whilst we do do a lot of PR, and in case you want to know what that is, it's kind of like, you know, you might see someone on the Today Show or their name might be in the paper or a client might um, send things to influencers and get some, uh, you know, influencer send outs might get them some coverage on social media. All of that kind of stuff plays into what PR is. It's a lot more technical than that, but you can look it up. But now it's become like a lot more than just that traditional getting your name in the newspaper, you know, having your name mentioned on TV, that kind of stuff. It's basically advertising, but for free. So if you want to have an ad in the paper, you've got to pay money for it. Whereas like if you want your name mentioned in a story or if you want, you know, the Korea Mail to come and talk about the opening of your store, that's PR. Whereas if you've got an ad in the paper saying our store opening this weekend, that's an ad that you've paid for. So that's kind of the difference between advertising and PR, like as a really very basic version. Um, But now, as I said, it's really morphed into something else. So whilst we do still do traditional PR, we also do a lot of digital marketing. We also do press training. We do social. So we handle lots of people's social accounts. We do content creation, events, influencer strategy, marketing strategy, strategy, um, production of things. So we like create, as I said, like a lot of social stuff. We also create a lot of videos. So Aaron handles that side of things. We do, we have an in-house graphic designer, so we can do that as well. We do brand work. We do crisis management. So it's like a really big, you know, 360 kind of approach. We do so much now. Um, We also we're doing podcasts on that side of the business as well. But now that we've got the network, we actually do it on that side. But yeah, that was just like therapy, everything for our clients pretty much. Um, and some of them include AMP Capital, who own shopping centres in Australia. So Pacific Fair, if you're on the Gold Coast, you'd know that. Uh, Gymshark, which is a athleisure wear company based in the UK, which you've probably seen all over Instagram because everybody loves a bit of Gymshark on their gram. Uh, Good Life Gyms. We also represent James Charles and Emily Sky, So we do a little bit of talent as well. There's a whole heap of other stuff, but that's the basics of it. Now, what I do in that business, originally everything. (laughs) So it was basically just me and Sam to begin with, and then Lang was our intern. And so I was doing everything from posting on Instagram, writing press releases, packing boxes for influencers. I was recording videos for clients, editing videos for clients, you know, taking client meetings, doing all the behind the scenes stuff, calling press, pitching press, all of that kind of stuff. And I did pretty much everything. Um, And then as the business started to grow, we hired more and more staff to kind of take over different roles. So now for the Spinning Co business, I'm not super in it anymore. I don't work in it. I more work on it, I guess. So 
So now we have staff that work as publicists in that area or they might work in the influencer send out area and what they do is they focus on that department and I'm more focused on the staff. So I'm just overseeing what everybody's doing. I'm not actually in there posting Insta stories for clients anymore. I'm not packing boxes for influencers. I don't do any of that stuff now. I don't write press releases. As a whole, our company doesn't really write press releases. That's not the style of agency that we are anymore. In the very beginning, we were because that's sort of what I was taught at uni. But quickly, we found out that's not really what worked best for us. We work more building relationships than we do just pitching constantly to press sending releases. Um, So we have a bit of a different style than the traditional agencies. But now I just sort of oversee the team. So I check in on them, make sure that the daily duties are being kept up with. Duties, that was a weird thing. You know, their roles that they complete. Um, I have meetings with the team. I'm also there for if they need any advice on things. And I run um, training sessions for the staff, help keep the staff motivated, do one-on-ones with the staff. So I'm not actually doing too much in the specifics of the clients. If anything does go wrong with the clients as well, and Sam happens to be out of the country, then that's when I will take the phone call. So I'm sort of the the second person that the clients will call if there's sort of a crisis. Um, But other than that, I'm not really in that business day to day like I used to be hands-on doing everything behind the scenes. I'm more sort of bigger picture for the business, I guess. Then the second business was James Cosmetics. So I can't really remember when that was. I think it was about three or four years. My brother Sam and Emily Skye decided to start a skincare business together. I do not own any part of that business. I just work in that business. And I would say it's probably one of the I would say this one probably takes up a majority of my time. I'm more hands-on with James Cosmetics. My title is officially the uh, creative director, but I'm pretty much have my finger in all of the pies there. So from the beginning, I was very much involved and now I'm still very much involved, but at sort of higher level kind of things as well. Initially, Sam was making a lot of decisions on his own and now I'm used as a bit more of a sounding board for decisions with James Cosmetics. Um, And Sam originally, because it was his baby and Sam wanted to be able to control everything that he was doing because it was a lot smaller when we first started, he was deciding the direction for all the marketing, you know, all the campaigns that we shot, all of that kind of stuff. Whereas now the team is a lot bigger, the business is a lot bigger. So I've started to help out with that kind of thing and help, you know, be more creative with him so that he has more ideas to throw around and um, we can do things from different perspectives. So basically, you know, I oversee the team on that one as well. Pretty much all the businesses, my job is to oversee everybody. Um, I also do the social content, product testing, research, um, design I have a part of, website stuff I'm involved in, overseeing the team, as I said, marketing, send outs for influencers, building influencer relationships, the creative direction for shoots, a whole bunch of stuff. Right now, I will have, by the time this airs, I will have had a shoot with James Cosmetics. We are in the middle of organising a three-day shoot for some things coming up. The end of year is a fucking massive time of year for James Cosmetics. Like it's sending me like trigger warnings already just thinking about how chaotic it gets. We have a lot more staff now, so hopefully it will be a little bit more under control this year. But that Christmas Black Friday period for James Cosmetics is quite full on. 
And so we've been really ramping up for that the last few weeks. I've been having meetings every single day about photo shoots, about what we're doing for Christmas, all that kind of stuff. It's been really full on and it's only just really the beginning. We're not even in the middle of it yet. So we're in the middle of planning shoots for that, which are coming up next week. By the time you hear this, we will have already done them, which I'm very excited because we don't often get to do um, shoots with lots of models. We usually shoot smaller campaigns. We just do a couple of models. Um, but next week is like a lot of moving pieces. We're doing some really cool campaign stuff. So that's involved, you know, there's been a lot involved in that. I've had to meet with the creative team for, you know, months now, going over what we think the idea for things are, how we can execute it, you know, what's realistic, what's not, you know, organizing models, organizing photographers, organizing makeup artists, all that kind of stuff. It's been a lot of work, but I'm really excited to do that next week. So hopefully I'll be able to report back on that soon. Um, All right. So that's basically what I do for James Cosmetics. Then there's the Spin Studio and that's sort of the final business that we have. And we started that around August last year with Sam, my brother. So I own that with him. And it's just what it sounds like. The Spin Studio Network is a podcast network. That started last year just basically because I love podcasting. And so that's another business where I am quite hands-on and I also oversee everything. So I help with, it really depends on the different podcast. I do something different for every single one. The podcasts that we do are Emily Skye's podcast, You Can, Hanging with the Hembros with the Hembros Sisters. Sam has a podcast called Literally Nobody Cares. Happy Hour with Lucy and Nikki, which is the wild ones. Um, We also have done Reese Hawkins and Mitch Orville had a podcast. Good Life Gyms had podcasts. Flawed and Fabulous is also a podcast that I do. Pacific Fair had a fashion podcast and I have my own podcast as well. So we've done a few over the time. Um, and those are sort of the ones that I've been involved in. And my process, as I said, is very different for each podcast. So with some of them, I'll help with content ideas. So it might just be me throwing up a topic for them be like, oh, why don't you do this? Or it could be literally, I write out questions and parts that they can say in the podcast. I do the research for that topic, that kind of thing. We organize guests for some of the talent. Um, You know, I'm involved in like thumbnail design, the songs that they choose for the podcasts, um, the editing part. So I sit in on the podcast and if they say something in there that I think needs to be edited out, I mark that down. So I sit in on all the episodes just to make sure, um, you know, everything's going smoothly for each of the episodes. Sometimes if the talent gets stuck for content, I'll write little notes in the middle of the podcast and pass it to them for ideas of things that they can say during interviews. Um, I handle the social pages for some of the clients. Um, I help booking the talent, choose the talent for the actual podcast itself, deciding who we think should have a podcast, who we should approach to have a podcast. Um, I play a part in the advertising decks that we send out, choosing advertisers, negotiating with advertisers. As a whole, I I don't necessarily have specific contact with the advertisers. I just help be part of that process for Tamara in our team who does that. So I meet with her about pricing and all that kind of stuff and all the bells and whistles that people get. Um, I did the website for the Spin Studios. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that I do there. I sit in on most of the episodes and yeah, that's basically... I, I set up, I do all the sound bites and all the notes for the podcast that get uploaded. So when you go into Apple Podcasts, there's like, this week, this episode is about this. This is what's outlined in the episode. I do all of that. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff that goes into that, but that's what those three businesses are. And then, of course, I've got my own side hustle with my stationery, but I don't really have much to report on that yet. <laughs> um, it hasn't really like kicked off, so I'm not really too sure, but basically I'm doing it all. 
All right, so let's get into a little bit more the nitty-gritty, the specifics of my day. That was just a very general chat about what all the businesses do and what I generally do in them. So now I'm going to take you through my day, sort of start to finish and cover exactly what that looks like. All right, so my day starts at 6.15 usually. Some days it's a little bit earlier. Um, You know, this morning I woke up at 5.11. I don't know what the hell that was about. But usually I start my day at 6.15 and the first thing I do is open my phone and check my emails and go through my social media accounts. Um, I check the news and I also post on my own Insta story the quote of the day. Um, That's sort of the very first thing I do. I do want to say that what I'm saying that I do is what works for me. It's not like advisable to open up and look at your phone the first thing and the last thing you do every day, but this is what works for me. I feel like I'm mentally in a good place. I feel like I function well, so this is what I do, but I'm not saying this is what you should do. So that's the first thing I do, and it's just about going through the social media accounts that we have for our clients, checking that everything's sort of posted or that went well last night. There's no weird comments in there. Um, Checking a few DMs to see if there's anything I need to respond to, checking the news just to see what's going on. Um, and then of course, as I said, I do my quote of the day. Usually I'll just go go on Pinterest and search for something that's taking me that day. could be something that I feel like, you know, motivates me or I wanted to hear for the day, or maybe I thought some, one of my followers had said something to me, or maybe my friend's going through something. It just really is whatever takes me in the moment. And then I get up and I write in my gratitude diary every day. So I use a five minute journal and I write out the three things that I'm grateful for the day and what's going to make today great. And that just gets me in a good headspace to kick off the day. And then I have my shower, I get ready for the day, makeup, you know, clothes, all that kind of stuff. And I'm at that point listening to a podcast on two times speed at that st- at the start of the day, pretty much. I would say by 6.30, I've started a podcast. Um, and then by about between 7.15 and 7.45, I like to leave the house. Whereas today I was at work at um, 10 to 7. <laughs> I just like was up really early. So I just came straight in. But usually I like to leave my house about 7.15 and between 7.15 and 7.45 because I like to be at work before 8am. So between that 7.30, 8am mark, and it usually takes me about 10 minutes to get to work. If I go later in the day, closer to nine o'clock, it will take me about 20 minutes to get to work just with traffic. Um, But that very rarely happens. Then once I get to work, usually Sam is already here. So it's just Sam and I in the building for quite some time before the rest of the staff arrives. So it's like the quiet the calm before the storm, I guess, which I like because it gives me a moment just to kind of do what I need to do in the morning, set myself up for the day and not worry about being asked a million questions. So I usually have breakfast at that point at work. So I bring my stuff for breakfast. So I make it there. And again, whilst I'm making my breakfast, I'm listening to podcasts. Whilst I was driving to work, I'm listening to podcasts. So my breakfast usually is something like fruit toast. Sometimes I'll just have smashed avo on toast. Sometimes it's just a cup of tea. But most mornings I do have a bagel and my go-to bagel is Philly cheese with avocado, chili flakes, lemon and dukkah. And so whilst I'm doing that, as I said, listening to podcasts on two times. So I've gotten through about like one and a half, two-ish podcasts by this point before my day's even really started. Then I head up to my desk and I start my morning ritual. And that is my quote card that I like flip every single morning. So that's just like a really nice thing to also get my head in the right space. So as I said, I do gratitude first up before I leave the house. And then I have my morning ritual of the quote. So it's just like really positive things to start my day off. Um, And that's all before 8am. Then I open my diary. 
and I look at my calendar and I see what I've got coming up for the day and I'll start to assess what my priorities are. So I kind of go over my to-do list. I might need to add a few more things to my to-do list and then I need to figure out what my main priorities are, my top three things, my three non-negotiables that I need to get done for the day. And then I sort of set out what my day is going to kind of look like in the morning. I only ever set out what my morning will look like. And then I reassess after lunch what the rest of my day will look like then based on, you know, how the day's turning out. I turn music on straight away. Need to have those good vibes going. So the podcasts have now been turned off. I absolutely do not listen to podcasts while I'm at work. I cannot do that and get things done to the best of their ability. So I turn music on, keep eating my breakfast, check my emails, and then just do sort of miscellaneous stuff that I have like little bits and pieces that I have to do. On Mondays, straight after that, once the staff arrive at nine o'clock, we have a morning meeting, which Sam holds. um, And he goes over just some updates for the team. I will usually email Sam Monday morning before 9am, any highlights for the staff. So if anybody achieved anything or did anything really well last week, we like to sort of shout them out in the meeting. So I usually send him some things to shout out. And then he just goes over some Um, general stuff. Now, because not all of our staff work across every single business, Sam likes to update people on the different things that the different businesses are doing. So everybody kind of feels part of the process, especially if we've got big things going on. So that's what we do for the Monday meeting. And then after that on Mondays, for me, it's pretty much back-to-back meetings, especially this time of year. So I'll meet with the James marketing team. We also every Monday do little bits of people from different departments and I'll sit down with them and we'll go over like an overview for the week, what everyone's priorities are for James Cosmetics, what they're doing, what they're focusing on to make sure everyone's on the same page. And then I meet with the marketing team individually, the influencer team, and then the creative team, just to make sure everyone is in headed in the right direction. And then throughout the week, I'll also meet with Tamara to discuss stuff for the Spin Studio Network. And then occasionally I'll meet with Lang, who who heads up the Spin & Co uh, business and sometimes she'll just need like advice on things or, you know, clients that I used to be more hands-on with. She'll be like, oh, what do you think about this? I'm just more of a a sounding board for Lang usually. So I'll meet with her about that. Um, Then on Wednesdays and Thursdays, I will come in and prep for the training day. So on Wednesdays, I do a training session with my staff. So in the morning, I'll print off anything that I need to do for that. And then on Thursdays, usually we do a game. So something I call it an energizer, just something a little bit fun to get everybody going on a Thursday morning. And I'll print off or prepare for that on a Thursday morning before they arrive. Look, I'm not sure how interesting any of this stuff is, but I'm trying to be as specific as I can so that you know exactly what I do. Um, And then there is once a month, I also do one-on-ones with a majority of the staff where we basically sit down, I sit down with each staff member and we recap what they did for the previous month, things they did well, things they struggle with, things they might want more support with, and then what they're going to focus on achieving the next month, what they're doing for personal growth, all of that kind of stuff. So we go over all of their goals and we do that. I do that once a month with a majority of the team. Um, And then every second Friday, as you know, at 12 o'clock, I go to my cancer treatment immunotherapy. um, And yeah, that's really annoying being in the middle of a work day, but I moved it to Fridays because I felt like that was the best day because I get quite tired after it on the Saturday and the Sunday. And if I did it on a Tuesday, that would mean at work on a Wednesday, Thursday, I was really tired. So I decided to move it to a Friday, which is really working for me. So that's good. But it does mean that when I get home, I'm a bit 
I don't know, like useless. So it just takes all of my energy to make dinner <laughs> um, and even just tidy up after dinner. So I don't really work very much on Friday afternoons, Friday evenings, because I just am not really able to. But I will answer answer questions. So there'll still be things that I have to approve throughout the day um, and in the evening. If the staff message me, I'll answer that. But I don't like get my laptop out and do any work myself. Outside of that, I always have a mix of meetings with um you know, other creative things that we're working on for James, creative ideas that we've got for Spin & Co. Um, I have chats with Sam regularly and he's a, not usually that planned. He'll just pull me in and Jess, his PA, will come out and say, hey, can Sam see you for a second? And then he'll just run ideas past me or let me know changes that are coming or whatever it is. Um, I have meetings with Jess where I book in times with Sam. So if we have a bunch of meetings coming up, I sit down with his PA, Jess, and go over exactly when we can try and slot those meetings in. Um, and also things that I need her to put on Sam's radar so that I'm not there like harassing him over the little things. It's not great for our relationship if I'm constantly being like, hey, Sam, what about this? What about that? What about this? It's better coming from his PA, putting those things on his radar. So him getting a PA has been really beneficial, one, for the business, two, for Sam getting through his work, and three, for our relationship because it's that kind of like buffer where I'm not that annoying sister that's constantly in his face reminding about him about things. You know, it's like, it's hard when you you work on top of each other all the time, you know. So that's been a really um, positive change for us this year. So that's really good. That's helping get things done. And Jess is brilliant. She makes sure that Sam's on top of everything and that system seems to be working really well. So I'm glad that Sam got a PA. Shout out to Jess there who works very hard. Um, and then, yeah, I think that that's pretty much sort of the, the random meetings that I have outside of that. Um yeah, and like meeting with Sam could be anything from like, hey, what do you think of this new product idea to I think we need a new staff member or like, hey, what about this event? It just could be really anything. And um, Sam's a really creative guy and he's always got lots of ideas. So he's always pulling me in being like, oh, I had this idea. What do you think about this? Could we do this? Should we do this? Should we stop doing that? So um, we meet, I'd say a couple of times a day. And usually it's just like 10 or 15 minutes if they're not like big meetings where we're pitching Sam ideas for approval. Um, usually I'm just like popping in. He's just asking general sort of questions about stuff. So yeah, that's kind of how my meeting days goes. Um, then I have regular days where I do podcast recordings. So each week the talent will come in. So whether it's like, you know, the wild ones, the Hembros, my own podcast, whatever it is, they come in and they record. So I organize all of their recording times, their guests tomorrow will organize that for me. And then I'm ready for with their episode stuff, depending on the talent. And I have all of their briefing docs ready to go. And then I sit in on most of the podcasts and just make sure that, you know, I'm doing my producer job. So that takes up a fair bit of time because podcast podcasting can go for, you know, three hours at a time. So that's a big chunk of my time there. I usually have lunch around 11.30, 12 o'clock every day, and then I have snacks in the afternoon. Um, and then the rest of the day, these are the kind of the consistent things that I do. So social scheduling, I manage six different social accounts, which sounds like a lot, but it's actually the lowest amount of social accounts I've ever managed. I used to have to, like I, I still do, I have two phones. You are only allowed five accounts per phone for Instagram. And so I have to have two phones in order to manage the accounts. Um, and I, but I used to manage a lot more of that. And gone are the days where you couldn't schedule, you could, sorry, yeah, you couldn't schedule it. Oh my God, it used to be a nightmare. I used to have to wake up at 6.30 every morning and post on everyone's accounts. They're like, 
put the photo in, put the caption in. All right, that's one client done. Next client. And then I have to do it all again at 5.30 in the evening. It was a bloody nightmare. But now you can actually direct post to Instagram. So there are apps that we use that you can just pop in the photo, pop in the caption, and then say, I want this to go live on the 26th at 5 p.m. And it does it for you. So that is a bloody lifesaver. I don't do that for all of the accounts. Some of them get posted live, but as a whole, I use the scheduling. So yeah, for six accounts, I do that. Um, I also do all the prep work, as I said, for podcasts. So I might sit down and have to write, think of topics, think of guests, um, listen to other podcasts to get ideas of things, to hear how other people are doing ads in their podcast, how they're handling topics. If a guest that we have coming on, you know, is going to be, has been on another episode, I might listen to that podcast just to get an idea of a good direction for questions. Um, I've got to prep all the show notes to upload for the podcast, as I said earlier. Um, and then I also have just approvals. A lot of my day is answering questions and approving things. So I'll be approving wording for things, timings for things, EDMs, talent questions, just random things that get thrown at me all the time, all day long. I'm having staff either message me questions, email me questions, or they come up to my desk and ask me questions. And that is what I think is the like I, I really like I don't have any issue answering questions. Everyone can ask me. I'm very approachable. But that is what is the more difficult part. It is hard to sort of get in my time blocks and really, you know, get in the zone to what I'm doing when the staff are so um, they're not needy in any way, but they need my attention to be able to do their own job. You know, and there's so many of them that you're constantly getting asked questions. And then if it's not them, then it's Sam asking me things or, you know, so Sam and I do get pulled in lots of different directions because we have to be a part of so much of you know, with so many different businesses under one roof, there's three businesses here um, that I work in anyway, there's more businesses than that. But it's, you know, very time consuming to have to approve and answer questions, all that kind of stuff. And I want to be available to the staff as much as possible. So I actually sit in a room with the staff. So it's an open floor plan. Sam's in his own room because he meets a lot of clients and he needs to have that space away and he takes a lot of important phone calls, whereas I don't have as much contact with the clients. I'm more hands-on with the staff. So I sit in the same room as them. So I'm like actually literally there just for them to even stay in their desk and go, hey, Courtney, what do you think about this? So literally they don't even have to move to get my attention. So that does become difficult sometimes. And I do obviously set up boundaries and they ask really good questions. It's never a time wasting or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it definitely does make it difficult sometimes when they're right there. And then the other thing that makes it difficult is like, I can hear everything that they're saying. So sometimes I'm like distracted by like, oh, what she's saying that she's doing? She shouldn't be doing that. You know, and I'm always like thinking like, oh, what, what is it that they're talking about? Should I know about that? You know what I mean? Like I'm like sort of my ears always listening. So sometimes I just have to put my headphones on to drown that out because otherwise you send yourself mad and you don't get any bloody work done. Um, and then also I just have general chats with my team throughout the day. I like to be like, you know, what did you guys think of the bachelorette or like, oh my God, what are you up to do on the weekend? Or if someone went to a new restaurant, I'd be like, what the restaurant, what was it like? You know, I'm, I like to have chats with the team just to keep it light. You know, or sometimes I'll like put a song on and I'll just start singing along to the song or I'll be like, oh my God, did you guys see this? You know, that kind of stuff. Just because I, I don't ever want our office to be boring. We all like have quite close relationships. And so I like to have chats with the staff as well. I think that's really important. And then everybody finishes at 5 p.m. on the dot. 
And everyone leaves, as I said, on the dot at 5pm. We have a hard finish time. No one stays here after hours because we don't like, we have a lot of women that work for us. We don't want them leaving the hour. You know, it could be unsafe at night, them leaving. We don't want that. And also I prefer to work from home after hours, as does Sam. And so that's kind of what we do for the staff. If they need to do extra work, they're welcome to take their laptops home and do it from home. We just think that that's a better balanced lifestyle for us. Um, I don't feel as bad when I'm working on the couch watching TV at the same time getting little things done. And most of our team, when we do work from home, we have it kind of structured where the things that we can do from home are a little bit less labor intensive and we try and do the labor intensive stuff at work. So I've talked about that before on this podcast, I think, where you just kind of shuffle your day to figure out what you need to do at night. So for me, that's the kind of thing where I'll do like brainstorming. I'll look on Instagram for like different photos and vibes that I like, but I can do that while I'm watching TV. Like I'm able to look at Pinterest for ideas and stuff at the same time as there being TV on in the background. Whereas if I was writing captions for Instagram or writing briefing documents or something, I can't really do that while I'm watching TV. So I save that for during the day. So yeah, five o'clock we leave. I then usually go to Woolies because I'm really bad at deciding in advance what I want to eat. So I usually end up going there most days. So then by 7 p.m. I've kind of had my dinner and cleaned up the kitchen. And during that period, I usually am listening to an e-book. So the morning is usually podcast time. And the evening is usually an ebook. Sometimes it's podcast, but that's usually the the way that I like to do it. Um, I never order takeaway. I cook pretty much every single meal unless I have a guest over. So I have a couple of like vegetarian and vegan friends. In that case, usually we'll order something. Um, or if I am eating out, obviously at a restaurant that I'm not cooking. But if I'm home by myself, which is a majority of the time. I'm making my own meal. And the kind of meals that I have, I guess, are like steak and veggies. I have a naked palmy quite regularly. I eat dumplings a lot. Um, I make this really yummy peach and prosciutto salad that I have quite a fair bit. Chicken wraps. I have pasta, just kind of like general stuff, nothing too exciting. Um, And then at 7 p.m., that's when I start work again. So this is where I do more of my solo project. So at the minute, this is where I work on my stationary launch and my podcast stuff. So that's the She Was the Fire and Courtney Mangan time. Whereas during the day, I try to stick to Spinning Co, Spin Studio, James Cosmetics. Sometimes that work overflows and I do have to do some of that from home. But for the most part, I try to keep it a little bit separate. And at night, I usually like to do my brainstorming. So so I like to like look around to see what other brands are doing, have a look on Pinterest for some creativity. Um, you know, I'm searching for new influences that we can work with. Um, you know, I, I do find it hard harder now after immunotherapy to kind of stay switched on at night. I used to be able to work late and not have any issues and be able to work like long hours. I do tend to slow down a bit now and I'm not able to function as fast as what I used to be at night. Um, But most nights I probably work till like 9.30, 10 p.m. And on weekends, if I'm home and I'm working, I usually will work till like 11 p.m. because I stay up later on the weekends because, you know, I can sleep in the next day, although I never end up doing that. Um, For me, sleep is a non-negotiable. So I'm usually asleep by 10.30, 11.00. I can't lose sleep. Like if I have to work till 1am or something, I just don't do that. I get sick and run down when I don't get enough sleep. So I prefer to figure out how to like be way more productive during the day so I don't have to have sleepless nights. And that's kind of how I operate. I'd rather miss like breakfast, lunch and dinner and get my work done than I would like 
stay up till 1am. So sleep is a non-negotiable for me because that's how I function best. Um, And I'm also available to my staff at all times. So uh, staff, clients, talent and Sam could message me, email me, contact me anytime after hours. And as long as I'm awake, I will always answer. Um, and then, yeah, so by about like 9.30, 10 o'clock, I'm getting ready for bed, having a shower, brushing my teeth, doing my skincare routine. Um, and then during that time, that's when I'll play like my wind down music. So unless I'm really into a book or a podcast, then I might play it while I'm doing that too. But usually I play like my wind down music, which is just more a little low key kind of Coldplay vibes. Um, then I double check all of my doors are locked and my windows again. I always do that because, you know, serial killers. And then I check socials, emails and the news again just before I go to bed. Then I turn my phone on do not disturb so that I don't get any notifications buzzing. But if somebody calls me on my sort of favourites list, my phone will you know, awaken and make a noise so that through the night, if any there's any, any emergencies, that's all good. Um, and then I play the Rain Rain app, which just plays rain music to go to sleep. And I play that throughout the whole night. And then the day starts again. And yeah, every day is a little bit different for me. But a majority of my day is coming up with creative ideas, working with talent on the Spin Studio Network, overseeing the staff, making sure everything's running like a well-oiled machine and approving and answering questions. And that's basically what my day is every single day on repeat. And then at night, as you know, I'm building this side hustle that I've got going on and I'm prepping for podcast guests, prepping questions that I want to ask them, um, figuring out topics I want to do, social scheduling for my own um, social media stuff I do at night, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's... um. I, I, I don't think that this is what you would call balance. <laughs> um, if I had kids, they'd probably have to call child services, but this is what works for me. I really love what I do. I love all three of my businesses that I work for or work um, or own. You know, so obviously, as I said, I don't own James Cosmetics, but you know, I, I love being a part of all of that. And I don't find that when I get home that it's a drainer. Sometimes I am really tired and it's like, you know, I do have to drag myself a little bit being like, no, Courtney, you want to launch a stationery, you have to hustle. So, you know, I do have to really motivate myself to do these things sometimes, you know, in the morning I want to stay in bed just like everybody else, but I do wake up with purpose every day. It's like, nope, I'm ready to start the day. Yes, I have those lazy feelings inside of me where it's like, I just want to stay in bed. I'll just nap for a little bit longer, but usually I just get up. It's not that I don't want to go to work. I never have the feeling that I don't want to go to work. It's more that I just am like feeling tired. Immunotherapy makes me feel wrecked so much and I wake up tired every single day, basically. It doesn't matter how much I rest, how much I take time off work. This is like just something that the cancer treatment does to my body. And so hopefully after that finishes in the end of February, I'll feel a lot better and I'll wake up or energize. But for now, that's not really where I'm at. <laughs> um, you know, an exercise, there was none in there. I know that. And I'm really bad with my exercise. I was doing it um, when I was in isolation. I was waking up every single day doing some sort of movement. But now that I have this side hustle that I'm trying to launch, I'm finding it really hard to find the time because I'm not prioritizing it. And so it is my own fault. Um, I just I would rather be at work and get that stuff done. But once I've sort of launched the stationary stuff and that most of that stuff is off my plate and I'll just be sort of doing the everyday maintenance, then I'll be able to sort of add in like an at-home workout or go for a walk in the morning. So I know it's bad that I don't do that and I should be doing it. I need to make it a priority, but I just haven't been at the minute. 
All right. Well, that's pretty much it. So I don't know if that was exciting, interesting, boring, a waste of time, but a couple of you asked for it. So I thought I'd give it to you. But yeah, that's how my day kind of works. I sort of start at 6.15 and then I'm asleep by about 10.30. And that's sort of every minute in there is either I'm eating, fixing myself with like a shower, brushing my teeth, doing my skin and makeup, or I'm working. So yeah, as I said, it's not really balanced. It's not what I endorse, but I'm single. I don't have any kids. I'm building a business and this is what I'm happy doing right now. It may not look like this forever, but this is what I love. So I'm really happy with my life. So yeah, that's what it looks like. It might not be for everybody, but I love it. All right, let's get into my attitude of gratitude. And today I'm grateful for today. (laughs) So the day of me recording this, I actually had a pretty rotten morning. I had a bad dream this morning about my uncle who passed away from melanoma and I have like some cancer tests that I'm waiting on results from. And so I just woke up in like a bit of a funk this morning. And so I'm just, I'm grateful for today. You know, even though it was a very bad morning and I felt like this is not a great mental health day for me, I'm grateful that I have this day regardless. Yes, it might be a low day and not every day is going to be the best, but I'm grateful that I have this. You know, I had very serious cancer and so I'm grateful that I can be here to whinge about having a shitty morning. So that's what I'm grateful for today. And the thought of the week this week, because I didn't have like any quotes on like my daily life, I guess it was weird to kind of like associate, usually my quotes are associated with the topic, but I thought I would just do a quote that I really like. And it's from Serena Williams. You have to believe in yourself when no one else does. And I chose that today, one, because I love it. And two, because I've had a couple of listeners sliding into my DMs saying that they started projects and they stopped them because their friends or the family weren't supportive. And so that one goes out to you. You have to believe in yourself when no one else does. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today's episode, tuning into today's episode, I should say. Um, I'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode. But remember, in the meantime, wake up every day with purpose and protect the skin you're in. You can follow me on Instagram at Courtney Mangan and at She Was a Fire. Subscribe and share. Bye.